not I'm not making this up, Lucy. I, I, I cried. Did you? I swear on my life. I was like, I was in my, laying on my bed like this. And do you know, like, if you lose, like, a piece of jewellery or, do you know, like, when you've had something and it's gone? I was like, I don't know what to do. You need to record this. Just press It's recording record. now. It's recording. Oh, okay. And I was like, so I was like, no, come on, Blake. And I was like, go downstairs and do something. I was doing something. I was like, no, can't do anything. I've got to go back upstairs. And I was like, oh, what am I going to do? I was absolutely gutted. I can't believe I swear on my life. I swear on my life. Mate, I hope you know that I've just been like, yeah, no, let's jump back on. <laughs> right, this is... <laughs> uh, You've probably just heard, I'll play a little bit at the start before we go into the, the thing, but um, we'll, go, we'll go into it, that me and Lucy recorded a podcast last week that was very good, and um, Zoom decided to be an absolute piece of shit and down everyone in the world, so we immediately lost that. Uh, I threw my laptop out the window, had a little cry, uh, and, <laughs> and, look, and luckily... <laughs> Oh. I'm just like that breaks my heart a little bit. Have you, have you listened to the Tenacious D album? Tenacious yeah. D. Um, it was the best song in the world. <laughs> yeah. It was the best song in yeah. the world. Yeah. <laughs> they don't remember how it went, no. but that it was the best song in the world. But then I was like, oh, but then I was thinking back to it. Oh, she said this. She's not going to say that again. <laughs> and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> to I'm be like, honest, I have no idea what I say. So, like... <laughs> I was going to say, how good are you at acting? Because we're going to have to pretend we've not spoke for nine months. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, yeah, I have no idea. I have no idea what we, what we spoke about. <laughs> Although, I, I was actually like, afterwards, that was a really nice chat. Like, it feels oh, thank just you. like chatting to a friend. Well, that, you said at the end, you, you you said something on the lines of, oh, thank you, I really enjoyed that, it's different, it's like talking to, I thought, oh, that's a, that's my little soundbite. <laughs> well, there we go, but you've got it again, again yeah. without me even realising. I said to my mate, who was a decorator, I was like, mate, I'm fuming, I've been for a walk and all this, and he ran me and went, he said, I just don't, I don't get why you're so annoyed, I was like, imagine decorating someone's living room, like five minutes before the cream, it's perfect, and then like you accidentally lean on the light switch and it just goes back to normal, and you've not done it. I was like, that's what's just happened to me. But we can laugh about it now, can't we, Lucy? We can, we're back on. And, and just for the record, you can always get a hold of me. Okay, well, thank you very much. Thank you. I felt a bit like you're going to get a restraining order. Keep asking no. you, but no, I do really appreciate it. How's How are you? How's it been in lockdown? Yeah, yeah, it's been good. I mean, I do a lot of working out, um, so I, I've been running. Uh, I recently bought some rings for calisthenics. I don't know if I'm actually saying that right. So, like, I do a lot of upper body strength stuff. Uh, asking um, the wrong person. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, so I just work out all the time, mm. you know. And it, I just find it so relaxing. And I'm not one of these people that can do it when they're pissed off or angry. Oh, so you don't like, have a workout, like you're fuming, and like, I'm just going to go to the gym. No, I can't. I can't you can't do it. Because I'm like, oh, I'm going to go run now because it makes me really happy. Like, <laughs> yeah. if I feel a bit sad, I'm like, oh, I yeah. can't. So, 
actually it's been it cheers me up through lockdown mm. i think i told you like um i've been running half marathons mm. um and i'm focusing on just getting longer distances under my belt and a marathon coming up and a marathon in april yes but we say coming up there's a there's a marathon coming up in April, and as soon as I booked that marathon, I was all right. I'm gonna run a half marathon tomorrow, so I just ran a half marathon. And then yesterday, I was thinking, I might just run a marathon tomorrow. But I've got a calf injury, so I've got to wait for that to go away. Yeah, because I remember when we first, well, just after we, because you were the first ever guest on our podcast. And now you're bloody podcast famous. Well, I won't go that far. We're number eight in the... Well, we're not number eight anymore. We've we've dropped off the off a cliff now. But we were number eight last week when we spoke to you. <laughs> we were number eight in the Apple UK charts. And then I got an email yesterday saying, congratulations, you're in the top 200 trending podcasts in the world. So it's like what? 163 in the world. That's amazing, man. That's something to be super, super proud of. Yeah. I'll buy it with my ang- uh, anxious way of looking at everything. It's kind of like, oh, well, this is it now. Then I'm just going to go downhill now <laughs> rather than going... No. But I remember you're going up, 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 up and up. up. Yeah. Um, but I remember seeing your social media just after when I spoke and you like celebrating that. Well, not celebrating, but putting on like, I've just run 5K and doing that when you first started running. So to go from that in, what is it, eight months, something like that, that's incredible to be comfortably um, running a half marathon. I actually started running in January. Was it? That's, that's, yeah. Wow. So what is it, June, January? Six months? Yeah. But... I, it was like um, I woke up and I was like, right, I'm going running. And yeah. then that was it. And Are you addicted? I think about it all yeah. the time. <laughs> yeah. I am addicted. And do you know what I see runners all the time? Now I see runners. I see people running. And if I'm in the car, I'm like, oh, I'm a bit jealous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so sad and just not me. Well, yeah. it is me. It, it is now. Yeah. See, I, I love running and I'm all right. I've run a couple of half marathons, but it's me getting my trainers on and getting out the front door, which is the hardest bit. So to have that motivation all the time, you've got the battle won. Well, somebody commented on my Instagram saying um, discipline over motivation. Mm. And I was like, that's it. Yeah. Because sometimes when you need motivation, there's absolutely nowhere to draw it from. And mm. that's with that's with anything for me. That's like songwriting uh you know and getting off my ass to do work mm. or eating the right stuff mm. or working out mm. you can't always be like right this is the reason i'm doing this today like i'm yeah. doing this because and when you can't find that you have to just be like you're doing it because you're doing it yeah and like you're not eating that shit because you're not eating that shit yeah and you you don't drink anymore because you don't drink anymore like yeah. Your motivation is irrelevant, so just shut the fuck up and get your shoes on. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. And like we joked before, and we joked briefly before that it's like you've you've been in the in the press again because you've like you're it is amazing weight loss. Like you've you've lost weight and ten months sober, just is it? Yeah, just... nearly nearly eleven now. Wow. Wait, what's the date? Uh... Yeah, seventeen days, and I'll be eleven months. Does has running helped with that or has running just come as a byproduct of you not being hungover and or is it has it helped in the process of losing the weight and and staying sober i've always been right right i've always been very annoying i'm mm. one most annoying student of like <laughs> whenever i left school 
And my family would probably describe me as like the single most annoying person on the planet. And I've always been full of energy. And it's the same when I'm drinking. Like I'm always the one who's like centre of attention, being an mm. asshole. And um, oh, I removed the alcohol from that. I just have this energy. Like, yeah. I wake up quite early, and if I don't work out, I just find myself being very, very irritating. Really? So it's a way of that you're using the energy. I'm like Tigger if I haven't <laughs> gone somewhere. And I'm so, I cannot express to you how annoying I am. You, you know you're annoying when you're doing something and you start to annoy yourself. Yes. <laughs> in isolation, you sit there and you're like, oh my God. Yeah, how annoying are you? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I have memories like that. I get, I get called Tigger at work. My gaffer at work calls me Tigger because I'm a bit like that. But the yeah. difference for me is I'm either Tigger, like you have to peel me off the ceiling or you have to scrape me off the floor. You're either Tigger or Eeyore. <laughs> yeah, you have to like, go, come on, Blake, calm down now, or it's Blake, come on, get up. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, I um, find it's, that. It's same here, actually. And, yeah, I think, well, I was in Vegas when I started running, and my yeah. mates had all gone out the night before. Like, to be fair, I go out till like half four or five in the morning. I'll still go out and just like drink about 90 Red Bulls, but I still have fun and, and dance and that. And then drive everyone home, which is such a pain in the ass. Yeah. You become the bloody designated driver. Designated driver, and you're like, no, I'm not driving everyone <laughs> home. Anyway, I woke up and I was like, I've got to go and do something. Yeah. And I ran, and I ran 2.4k, I think, that morning. And I, I swear to God, I nearly died. And I was just like, I'm never doing that again. Then the next day, I did it again. And, and now uh, I love it. Said I wouldn't make it on my own, but they don't get to write the end. I'm just here to say I told you so, and love is the best revenge. I'm in love with it all again. It's a great feeling, isn't it? That, like the endorphins or whatever it is, like the feeling of when sometimes I go out, but I know. You, you struggle through it, but you know you're gonna have that buzz after. Yeah, and that sometimes is... when you do long distance, you get it and you get it while you're doing it. Yeah, yeah, it is I a great feeling. I just love it. It's great, I, and yeah, it's changed my life really. It's changed my mental health more than I could have ever realised. But in at the same time as saying that, when I was not very well mentally, which I have been periodically for like forever people would be like, you should go to the gym, you should do this, you should work out, you should try this. And when you are in that state, people telling you to do that is so thoughtless and yeah. just not productive. Yeah. So it's something that you know people ask me now, oh, do you think people should be working out through mental illness? And I'm like, nah, tell, like, yes, if that works. Mm. But it's not something you can be like, come on, just get out of bed and go and play some tennis. Like, I hate that. See, I get anxiety quite, like, really bad. And th that's what I mean. That people, It does help, but the hard, per the hard bit for people like that is getting out and actually doing it. Exactly. Your problem is you can't get out of bed and you can't do anything. You're not going to get out of bed and go and run 10K. No. No. And by not doing it 
you you then don't understand the mm. feeling and and it's it's actually it's, it's actually horrible to for somebody to be like i've got this and it makes me feel mm. amazing and blah 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 and you're sitting there going like yeah. i don't know what it feels like yeah so i know that flip side yeah and and i don't think it's a quick fix to uh, mental mental health it's, it's so good if you can do it i think there's a lot of pressure on people to get into exercise when they're not feeling good i don't think there should be that pressure no it's the same it's a similar to saying people with depression saying um well what have you got to be upset about yeah, exactly. it's the same in it it's like well yeah. you've not got anything to, well, yeah but that's not quite how it works it's like yeah. having a broken leg and going oh have you tried not having a broken leg <laughs> Do you know what <laughs> I mean it's kind of, that, that's always the, well what have you got to worry about that's the one that annoys me that I get oh, you, you've got nothing to worry about you do well yeah people, some people don't get it no. and I do think I think a, a lot of people struggle with a lot of things but I've met I've got quite a few friends who who say I understand that you go through stuff, but I've never experienced mm. depression, anxiety. They like, there's those people exist, and I'm like, no. that must be so. It sounds a bit amazing. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like, but also a bit weird because, like, what do you do? You, I I actually read, I don't know if it's true, but like that some people don't have an internal monologue. That is weird. What? But look it up because like, like that, yeah, but I mean, yeah, that's like an empty vessel. But but also, what motivates you? If you've not got, one, the feelings of I've got to do something and also you telling yourself. I do most of my stuff when I'm feeling like either low or anxious. I'll go, right, I'll get some stuff done and I'll message some people and I'll do stuff. So if I was just chilling all day during lockdown, I'd be fine. I'd just be like on the cans at half nine in the morning, chilling out, having a spliff or something. On the cans, (laughs) having a smith, having a quick guinea before my run. (laughs) Oh, guinea. So you remember that bit? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I don't. Uh, <laughs> so the weight loss thing, and it's it's been like well publicised, and it's been in the press. Is that is that something you're happy about that they pick up on it, or you're not really asked? I mean, all publicity is good publicity, mm. unless it's bad publicity. I have murdered somebody or yeah. something. Um, yeah, it's good, but like mm. a lot of people focus on weight loss. And not on lifestyle change. Because anyone can lose weight. You can lose weight from doing crack if you want to. You can lose weight from being really stressed. Or you can lose weight from... You know, I read... um, I won't say who it is. But, like, read one of the celebs who did a fitness DVD. She was doing all of her fitness stuff. But she was on a calorie-restricted diet of, like, 700 calories a day. Wow. And it, and this company had a con- contracted no, to eat no. seven hundred calories a day, like it's I know that my body, even if I'm sedentary, body needs fourteen hundred calories. Yeah. Full stop. I eat two thousand calories a day, sometimes more, because I train a bit. I can't. Like, it is funny how we judge people on how much weight they've lost, not like what's your resting heart rate, how far can you yes. run, what can you lift. Yeah. You know, do you feel good? Yeah, yeah. Because somebody might be super skinny but feel like shit. Yeah, well, I, well, I get it the opposite way. So I'm skinny, but I'll go into work and I'll get, oh, um, you need to, you need a good meal down. You do, or you need to. Do, and I always say, well, if I was overweight, you won't go put the chocolate bar down. You fat twat. Yeah. <laughs> it's true, though, isn't it? That I get like, oh, you need to get a good meal down. You. 
It's yeah, like yeah, it's, yeah. it's just like people are so obsessed with. I'm happy. Like. Exactly, and you're like, and I and I'm invested in sports, and I like do yeah. what I want to do, and see, I don't mind. Yeah, I don't. Obviously, like I say, it's lovely for people to say, "Oh, you look good at the moment." That's really cool. But like for me, the sobriety is way more impressive. Yeah. And it's not been yeah. there's not been as much made of that, has he? Yeah, I mean, they say, "Oh, Lucy Spragan." puts three stone weight loss down to not drinking anymore and i'm like yeah in a in a nutshell but i stopped drinking and then when i stopped drinking Mm. i like started to that was the tip of the iceberg that was kind of like all right now i don't drink so i'm not going to do all these things that are kind of toxic for me as well yeah and i don't think drinking's toxic for everybody but i have issues with moderation Mm. so yeah, I always have as well. And um, but it's not like yeah, like you say, you didn't give up drinking. To say right, I'm gonna give up drinking, and I'm gonna lose three stone, and I'm gonna run a marathon. And it's they're all subs. Like someone said to me once, it's like um, like you're walking down the corridor and you have like that doors, and it's like good decisions and bad decisions. So like one good decision will lead to another good decision. So do you mean like you've given up alcohol, and then you go down that route, and then you go oh, then you've do you know what I mean? So I always I look like at it like that. that. That's a great analogy. Yeah, so and it's some, true. Yeah, it's true. So like one good decision. So I always try and think like if even if you do something, it's like that's a good decision. So like not going out and drinking twelve pints and waking up feeling crap is a, is a good decision that you wake up the next day and you probably do something. For me, probably podcast wise or work wise, that comes of that. So I try and look at it that way. It's fair. I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah. So how you been keeping yourself? entertained you've have you recorded an album is that all been in isolation or the, um no i've written so i've written like four of the songs in isolation yeah um and i'm going up to scotland to record the vocals in a week um a 13 track album it's called choices it's out in october and fingers crossed touring it in november but guest list who knows yeah you have guest list you'll have guest list but if there's no show you won't have any guest list i'll just be i'll just be in sheffield walking around going (laughs) (laughs) um yeah and yeah writing songs actually in isolation i've written some i've written none of them are about being in isolation because i figure in about six months anyone like the radio is just going to be full of quarantine songs yeah yeah there will be there will be but it's very different record in what way? It's just like not like normal me. Not not, not Lucy Spragan esque. It, it, no no it's <laughs> it is it's very Lucy Spragan, but it's like I think I've changed so much that my main thing mm. my whole life I've cared about what people think to the point where you know I've cried over tweets of like mm. I get really really upset over things that people say about me and officially. Now, I actually don't give a single fuck what anyone thinks about me. And I don't care whether that's, like, mm. somebody close to me or somebody was close to me or somebody who doesn't know me from Adam. I literally couldn't give a shit yeah. what they think. And so this album is a bit... It's quite representative of that feeling. I felt like a bit, a bit like... Um, we were similar age, but I felt like a bit like an older brother the other week when I, you were on Twitter and getting abused, and I was I was actually at work just on Twitter anyway, and I felt I, had, I think I wrote three or four tweets to these, and I was like, no, Blake, come on, you work for the BBC, you're gonna get sacked. Don't attract. 
honestly, and then I just put something <laughs> like you're enough from the BBC. <laughs> yeah. They are my own. <laughs> yeah, but then I just put something like, "Oh, Lucy, you're the best," or something. But the but I commend you. And when I messaged you back about doing this, I was like, "Brackets, good work on Twitter yesterday," because I wouldn't be able to do that. I'd get one of them and just go, "Fuck off, you come All right. It just makes me laugh because what the guy was implying. Right, like, first of all, I can't remember what the tweet said, but um, some long lines of keep keep on top of that weight gain gene or oh something no, like that. Yeah, keep on top of the fat gene, which the makes me gene. laugh because I've literally got a six pack. So like, <laughs> yeah. there's one part of that tweet yeah. that I'm, I'm like, doing that all right. So next, yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> next bit. Oh, that was it. Um, that nobody knows who I am. Which you obviously do. You tweeted me <laughs> in it, and also I was just a bit like. People might not know, um, like, what my last single was or, like, even what I do. But I was on The X Factor in a pretty busy year and I was actually the most Googled artist of 2012. So, like, in this country, my name is quite very synonymous with The X Factor in it. But that in itself, Mm. I was like, well, there's that for you. And then he (laughs) said, uh, like, you're the boring one at Pride or known for being the boring one at Pride to avoid. And I was like, my Pride shows are always fucking rammed. So (laughs) without sounding like, without sounding like a big head or whatever. You're wrong. I'll go fuck yourself. (laughs) And then, yeah, good luck with the fat dude. I was like, I'm doing pretty fucking well. Screwed if I ever wake up in Vegas. Wish I could stop, but I'm not joking. Drinking too much and socially smoking. Wish I could stop, start to behave, and then wake up in the morning and never miss a day again. I know, I thought you've dealt with that brilliantly because if I got, like I say, if I got something similar, I'd have been, well, I wouldn't have a job, <laughs> to, to be honest. I don't think I've ever, ever had somebody be horrible to me in person. See, that's the thing. That is the thing. It's keyboard, keyboard warriors. Mm. I just, I, this is something I always say, if you've got, t- like, if you've got time to get on the internet and give somebody shit, mm. take that time and put it into something worthwhile, worthwhile. because you'll, I don't have any time to mm. go on Twitter and be horrible to people, No. because I'm busy fucking being successful, Exactly. and it's like you, you're busy being successful, you haven't got time yeah. for that shit, no. no, it's important, like, it's, yeah, important thing to remember that like i don't know just speak 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 the way speak to people the way you want people to speak yeah. to you it, and there's a, there's a correlation between the better you do the more and the more shit you get as well which i think is a sad reflection of society in itself isn't it that mm-hmm. yeah rather than look, look at this lad from derby who's doing his best to try and do well for himself and do well for the city it's let's fucking give him a bit of shit <laughs> do you know where they're not like that in, in america well actually it's like almost every culture apart from ours our culture is just this weird yeah. we love an underdog but don't don't you dare yeah stop being an underdog that's the thing isn't it yeah don't you dare become successful because we 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 put you where you are yeah and we can bring you back down as well yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what it's like isn't it yeah. Oh, uh, right. I've slagged off most of my listeners. Um, I sound really bitchy as well. I sound like a right fucking knob. No, you don't. But no, you you're spot on. Because we're not we're not having to go at anyone. We're having to go at nasty people. So. Yeah. Nasty horrible yeah, you, people. You, you nasty bastards listening. Yeah. Oh fuck off. Yeah. Don't listen to this podcast again if you don't like me. <laughs> you twats. 
<laughs> Go and listen to Talk Nasty to Me. Yeah, Talk Nottingham to Me. <laughs> Go on, fuck off. <laughs> Up the Rams. Up the Rams, yes. <laughs> oh, no. Um, uh, that's throwing me a bit. Up the Rams, that's a great shot. That's throwing me. See, you are, you are technically from Derby now. Because you've been yeah. on Tour Derby to me twice and you went to the University of Derby in Buxton. So you <laughs> and I played the venue. And you played the venue. Twice. twice. Um, the, was, it, um, was it difficult booking a tour? And I know you don't maybe have a great deal to do with booking a tour, but like trying to organise a tour that might not happen, obviously touch wood. The choice was like book a tour or don't book a tour. Yeah. Um, and obviously me... The my absolute main prerogative is mm. looking after people that are coming to my shows. Yeah. Um. I will make sure that they're not at risk, and if there's a sniff of, you know, there being a chance that people are still contagious or whatever, isn't this a mad conversation to have? It sounds like it's from a film, but. Yeah, there's I, I mm. it just won't go ahead, and we've got some plan plan B ideas. I thought about castles, you know, because you know castles have like big big squares in the middle, big yeah, lawns. Yeah. Then you've got ways for people to get in, and you could do a show in a castle, high, yeah. yeah, up high. That'd and I think high. that that would be really amazing because it's like you, we it's twenty twenty. And we get mm. hit with this pandemic and people are like, what can we do? And it's like, oh, go back to like the yeah. most basic form of architecture that we have. Yeah, that yeah, that's an amazing idea. And you've done, have you, not, have you done castles before? You, did, you do a cave, caves, don't you? Caves, do ca- yeah. yeah. Which is kind of weird, but yeah, we do a, we do a show in a, in a cave or a couple of shows in a cave at Christmas time. And funnily enough, we were doing, we wanted to do castles and caves in December, so... That's the name of a tour as well, Castles the Castles and Caves tour. That was what we were going to do. Was it? Yeah. I should work in marketing. <laughs> and, then, and then coronavirus is like, pow, bitches. <laughs> yeah, bang. At the end, we're coming up to half hour, at the end of a podcast normally, I always say, like, what's next? And, like, what, where, like, you see yourself going and whatnot. It's a difficult question to ask in a minute, isn't it? Yes, but luckily, like, answered quite easily for me because I feel in the most mentally secure place I've ever been in yeah uh obviously like fiscally and and uh professionally bit of a like weird place to <laughs> yeah, be in as yeah. a touring musician but I feel like I I'm so so lucky mm. to have the career that I do and the following that I do and be able to go across the world and be excited about music and and, me, and writing and playing music during this has really like saved mm. me from from like bore, boredom and loneliness and I've just really like I feel really blessed to do this mm-hmm. and I know a lot of people want to take over the world with their music be stratospheric and you know have everybody know their names but for me it's like you know doing these tours and and meeting all these people and that's all I really want to do that mm. you know I want to keep releasing records and come yeah. in and play cool venues and meet cool people and and that's what the future holds for me I hope have you missed touring 
Oh my god. Really? I'm watching videos of me and the band playing. Really? <laughs> I've been watching videos on YouTube of me and my band playing shows and then like listening to the audience at the end, like listening to the <laughs> And I didn't think I felt that way. Like I didn't, at the beginning I thought, yeah, I'll be fine. Like, you know, I'll get to play at some point. But there's something truly magical about playing live music. Yeah. There's something magical about, I would say this to my band, I think it's amazing that independently we all play this music and then when we get together, we create this thing. Mm. We create this thing that only we are creating in that moment. Mm. Like, nobody else can replicate that exact thing right there because everybody's got a different style. And it's like if you go to a different country and there's five different people who speak Mm. five different languages and nobody can verbally communicate, Mm. one thing we can all do, somebody picks up a guitar, somebody picks up a drum, somebody picks up a a bass, Mm. we can make that same communication anywhere in the world yeah it's scary um, isn't it? It, it it's it, i don't know i just i miss it a lot yeah i miss yeah. it a lot well i was like i said i told you last week i've we've had brett james on who runs the venue and i was talking to him about it and it made me realize that like we took it what we took for granted mm-hmm. so you know, like me nipping down the venue and seeing lucy Spragan or milburn or pete doherty and i think when it does come back i think it's going to be special like different because people will have realised what what this is, rather than just I've been going to gigs since I was fourteen, so for the last fourteen years, um, going to the Vic in Derby or the venue or Rock City and seeing it was just normal, just used to it. So when you yeah. go back and actually go and sit, they go, this is actually amazing. Like the person I've been listening to is on that stage. Do you know what I mean? It's going to be like I think it's going to be special. I think people will. I I'm a big fan of the cinema, so like yeah. I'm at the cinema like once or twice a week. I love it. I love the cinema. And it's always been empty for the last few years. It's just me sitting in the mm. screen 99% of the time. I think it will be like the rebirth of cinema and stuff mm. like that. Because people will go, we had so much. Mm. We had so many things to do. And we yeah. never did them. Yeah. And, and, and the same with music. Yeah, and hopefully that's the same for like local pubs and like markets and do you know like the butcher that li- that's in your village rather than going to morrison's and yeah yeah we were saying that yeah. weren't we like i like i absolutely will not shop at a supermarket yeah. again yeah so it's it's a weird old time but it's press the reset button on a lot of shit yeah let's just hope it stays because there's a lot of knobheads in this world, isn't there? I was so. going to say, all those people, the basement Twitter keyboard warriors, yeah. they're the ones who are going to fuck it up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all the blue eggs are going to mess it up for everybody else. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Lucy. Um, thank got... you. I don't think it's recorded. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> you did good acting then, your face. <laughs> don't, I'm going to cry. <laughs> Call your mum. Well, it's not recorded again. <laughs> you should go down and say that anyway. Oh, I don't. I think it tip her over the edge. I'm only. I'm. I'm clinging on being in this house by my fingernails anyway, Lucy. I think I can't. I can't do anything else. <laughs> oh, lovely. Thank you for your time. Honestly, genuinely, like hand on heart. Like, I really appreciate you doing it. 
for me. So thank no you very problem. much. No problem. Any time at all. And uh, yeah, I hope it all goes well. Um, I'll speak to you very soon, I hope. Yeah, I'll catch up with you soon. And, and when you're back on, on the road, I'll come and see really you. Yes, I'll see you soon. Up, up the Rams. Up the Rams. Cheers, <laughs> When the skies are looking bad, my dear, and your heart's lost all its hope After dawn there will be sunshine, and all the dust will go The skies will clear, my darling, I'll wake up with the one I love the most And in the morning I'll make you up some tea and toast Them and the first thing Tom said was, would you like to dance?